This WBEZ podcast is supported by Ravinia, with over 100 concerts under the stars this summer, including Daryl Hall and Elvis Costello, Nora Jones with special guest Mavis Staples, the Beach Boys with special guest John Stamos, Shaggy and TLC, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and more. Their 30-acre park is nestled in a gently wooded area. Bring your own picnic or eat at one of the park restaurants. Tickets available now only at ravinia.org. This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. More than 150 Chicago convenience stores are now selling new low-nicotine cigarettes that are supposed to help you smoke less. The company 22nd Century Group is able to market them this way after gaining special authorization from the Food and Drug Administration. In a moment, we will hear from the company about this news and from a health advocacy group that's raised concerns about it. Joining us now with the latest, though, is Lisa Schenker, healthcare business reporter for the Chicago Tribune. Hi, Lisa. Welcome back to Reset. Thank you. These cigarettes have uh, received authorization from the FDA, as I mentioned. But what does that mean exactly, Lisa? What claims can the company make? So uh, this is the first combustible cigarette, the cigarette that you would light, that gained this authorization from the FDA to market itself as a cigarette that can help smokers smoke less, essentially. They can market themselves as a product that reduces exposure to and consumption of nicotine for smokers because they contain 95% less nicotine than traditional cigarettes. How did the agency come to that decision? There were some studies done where they looked at whether these types of very low nicotine cigarettes could really lead to reduced consumption of cigarettes and uh, basically found that they think it could. And so they are seeing this as a product that could potentially lead to less smoking for people who are smokers because it reduces their nicotine dependence Mm -hmm. and less smoking means less exposure to the toxins that make people sick. How does this affect the tobacco industry at large? Um, You know, I think it's just kind of there are questions about uh, how people will take this up, right? I mean, I think you'll hear from one of the health advocacy groups soon about, you know, whether they think that people will, you know, the idea is that people would switch to these cigarettes Right. Um, and that way get less nicotine. But I think some of the critics of this are concerned that people will just smoke these cigarettes alongside their normal cigarettes, and they're not really sure how much that will help. Yeah. Tell us a bit more about uh, what medical experts are saying. I know you spoke with several of them in our area about this news, and, and what did they tell you? Sure. The, the doctors I spoke with, um, some of them said you know, they felt like this was a really interesting product and could be just another tool uh, that people, that could be used to try to get smokers to cut back. 
Whereas, you know, there were some others who had questions who felt like maybe it could work, but if people are just going to smoke this alongside their regular cigarettes, it might not work. And uh, they question whether people would really be willing to switch brands because smokers are often very reluctant to switch brands. So I, I think the experts I spoke to are, were just very curious to kind of see how this was going to play out in the real world. And again, so that we're clear, this authorization from the FDA does not mean that the agency has approved or considers the product safe, and the agency could withdraw its current order after it expires in five years. Lisa, what would cause that change? Right. The the FDA um, could withdraw the order if they don't feel like this cigarette is helping people's health or helping the population's health as a whole, like if former smokers start taking up this cigarette or if young people start using this cigarette or if people don't completely switch to this cigarette but instead are just supplementing, Mm -hmm. those are reasons they could withdraw the order because these cigarettes are supposed to be just for current smokers. They are not supposed to be for people who don't smoke or who used to smoke. It's just a way to get current smokers to cut back. And now that these cigarettes are on the market, what's the FDA requiring the company does? Sure. Um, The FDA requires the company continue to conduct studies and monitor how they're being used. Um, The company is planning to, is piloting these in the Chicago area and then hoping to sell them more widely across the country. So what else are you going to be watching for? Um, I mean, I think I'm going to be watching to see what the FDA does if um, the FDA does take any further action on this um, and to see um, how, like the experts were saying, how this is working in the in the real world, um, you know, what the sales look like and uh, whether any of the big tobacco companies become interested in licensing this product. That's Chicago Tribune reporter Lisa Schenker. Lisa, thanks for filling us in on those details. Yeah, thank you. Let's hear more from the company that makes these new VLN King and Menthol King cigarettes. On the line with us now is John Pritchard. He's vice president of regulatory science for 22nd Century Group. Hi, John. Welcome to Reset. Hi. Thank you very much for having me on, Sasha. John, how exactly are these cigarettes supposed to help adult smokers cut back on their nicotine consumption? So these products have 95% less nicotine than uh, you'll find in any other product in the U.S. market. And it's this massive reduction that we've been able to achieve uh, that really leads to this, uh, this reduction in smoking. And this is backed up by over 50 clinical trials that have been conducted at leading centers around the U.S., including Johns Hopkins and the Mayo Clinic. So this is the FDA's decision was formed off you know, a program of work. Many of those uh, research programs were, were funded by uh, FDA or NIH so there really is a lot of information showing that when people switch to these products, when adult smokers switch, even when they didn't have an intention of quitting in these studies, but their smoking can be reduced by up to 50% uh, in the day. So uh, half, uh, halving the number of cigarettes you smoke, um, all while having uh, a doubling of quit attempts and an increase in smoke-free days. And this is happening with minimal or no cravings. So it's a very interesting product indeed. And you learned all of that in the clinical trials? Yes. 
the clinical trials, um, the majority of which were conducted independently of the company, as I said, under federal health agency grant. And it's a consistent pattern that's seen uh, even between the different product types uh, that we have. Um, we have our VLN King in a gold packet and also the VLN uh, Menthol. Um, and the same effect of helping you smoke less is seen in both of these. So a real opportunity here for adult smokers. These uh, cigarettes, they're now available through a national pilot that's exclusively in select Circle K stores here in the Chicago area. Why roll out the national pilot here? Yeah, great question. Well, Chicago is one of the largest metropolitan areas, and the smoking rate in uh, in Illinois is actually slightly above the uh, national prevalence rate. So for us, it seemed a, a very good reason for those and other reasons. You know, smoking remains a huge problem in, in the U.S. with almost half a million Americans uh, dying every year from its effects. So to have something new in the market that can help people smoke less alongside, you know, different products that are already available, it's a great time for uh, consumers to, to smoke less, yeah. particularly with uh, prices going north across the board. Well, as we mentioned in my chat with Lisa, as part of the FDA authorization your company has got to continue to monitor the products, right, and and continue to conduct those studies. So can you tell us more about what that process is going to look like? Yes, certainly. This is called post-marketing surveillance. It's a scheme FDA uh, uses for any uh, new drug, medical device, or in this case, a uh, tobacco product with this particular authorization. So we have to provide you know, full disclosure around our marketing, our sales, as well as studies assessing consumer behavior, because our focus is on helping adult smokers to smoke less through this product. And we want to have that data to give to FDA to continue to, uh, to help adult smokers. As you know, John, there's been uh, criticism from some members of the medical community. Uh, their worries are that the, the low nicotine level uh, or the FDA authorization could give people a reason to start smoking or keep smoking. We're going to hear from the American Lung Association in just a moment, but I, I want to hear your response to those concerns. Yeah, certainly. Um, when I when I hear from the uh, the Lung Association, I mean, ultimately we're trying to get to the same place through different ways. We want to help people to smoke less. We want to reduce the horrendous toll that smoking has in in our communities and in our society. So I think some of those uh, queries that have been had by health groups, they're they're not unreasonable queries to have. But what I would say is that all the scientific evidence in front of us to date shows that non-smokers and former smokers don't have a high level of interest in this product, whereas uh, 60% of uh, adult smokers um, report their favorability towards the product. So we think the science is is in the right place at the moment, and you know we're we'll be reporting routinely to FDA, you know, later this year and in the coming years, a huge amount of data, uh, so they can evaluate. But we're still in line uh, with their expectation on this. And if that shifts at all, are you prepared to make a, a change with the product? Um, that's really a, a conversation with FDA based on what their assessment is and uh, you know their conclusions and recommendations to us. Your company's not affiliated with the the handful of um, 
traditional big tobacco companies, but how open is it to licensing its products? The company's been very clear. We're open to uh, license our products to a range of uh, different partners that are interested in pursuing the same mission we are, which is to help people smoke less. That's John Pritchard with 22nd Century Group. Thank you for your time, John. Yeah, thank you, Sasha. I want to bring one last voice to this conversation. Joining us now is Thomas Carr. He is the National Director of Policy for the American Lung Association, which is based here in Chicago. Hi, Thomas. Welcome. Hi. Thank you very much for having us on. Thomas, uh, help me zoom out a little bit. Tell us the trends in smoking and nicotine consumption in the U.S. right now. Um, in terms of smoking, we have seen some pretty good news recently. Uh, we had a we had a, some numbers come out for 2020. Uh, adult smoking uh, was reduced from 14 to percent to 12.5%, um, and so that was a pretty good uh, that's a pretty good reduction um, in just one year. We also saw a, a reduction in um, other uh, to, uh, overall tobacco product use as well too. Part of that was cigarette smoking, but there was also some reduction in uh, adult e-cigarette use as well too. Any guesses as to why the reduction? I mean, I think we've been seeing kind of a steady reduction over the past, um, uh, probably over the past decade or so. Okay. It is a little surprising, though, because we uh, did see some data at the beginning of the uh, of the pandemic that showed that uh, cigarette sales went up for the first time in 20 years. And so this was it was it must have been uh, either smokers, existing smokers smoking more, which is obviously bad, or they were it was just people stockpiling cigarettes. So. The biggest thing I want to know about this this new product, as far as it's concerned, is, is the likelihood that using cigarettes with low nicotine levels is actually going to lead to less smoking in the long run. What do you say? I, I mean, the lawyer associates would be, would be extremely skeptical about this. Um, I think uh, we were deeply troubled by the helps you smoke less tagline that FDA required to be added to these products. Um, in March, the Lung Association, our partners sent a letter kind of express, stating our concerns about this and some other issues as well, too. Uh, the company, it's important to note, the company did not ask FDA to make this claim in its modified risk tobacco product application. It was something that FDA made the decision by itself to order the company to include. Um, and so the company... A company should have to do long-term studies to make a claim like this, and uh, there's no science that we are aware of to support it. You just mentioned that letter. Uh, I want you to give us some more specifics there. Uh, And just so our listeners are clear, uh, the American Lung Association last month and and other health advocacy groups sent a letter to the FDA asking them to revoke the decision on marketing these VLN products. What are the specific concerns, Thomas? And and what do you Uh, and your colleagues suggest that the FDA do instead? I mean, we, we've been opposed to them granting this order in the first place, um, and we think they should. Uh, we should think they should revoke the order, and we, we just may, remain deeply disturbed by. It. We don't think that um, there's enough evidence to grant uh, to have to have VLN King and VLN Menthol King cigarettes um, be on the market at all. And so that's what that's basically the gist of our letter. Well, a moment ago, I asked John Pritchard from the company to address these criticisms uh, on behalf of the company. Um, did his comments address your concerns, Thomas? I mean, I think we're worried about it. We're extremely worried about the confusion these products could cause for consumers and for youth. And I, I think this was something that really didn't get mentioned. They're influenced by claims that products are less harmful. Um, and we've seen that uh, we've seen that acro- across the board over the years. Um, it's important for these people to, people to understand that these products carry the same health risks as regular cigarettes. 
Um, they cause cancer. They cause heart disease. If you if you use them the same way as regular cigarettes, they just have a reduced level of nicotine in them. And I think also it's important to think about this in the context. So FDA could require a, uh, a, a pro, under under the Tobacco Control Act, which is what gave them FDA authority over tobacco products. Um, they could reduce the nicotine levels in all products to anything above zero. It could be 0.1 milligrams as long as it is above zero. So, I mean, if, if they were to do that, and the Lung Association were on record as supporting, the, uh, urging FDA to reduce nicotine levels to uh in tobacco products to below addictive levels, including mm-hmm. in e-cigarettes. But uh, having just one low nicotine product is not what it's not going to have a meaningful impact on public health. Any benefits at all that you see from this type of product? I mean, I, I think we're, we're, we're really we, we don't we don't see a lot of evidence that there will be a benefit. Certainly, we'll see what happens in you know as as they enter the uh, enter the market and uh, what happens in the real world. But I, we don't think there's going to be a, a lot of benefit at all to these products. That's Thomas Carr from the American Lung Association based here in Chicago. Thank you for joining us, Thomas. Thank you very much for having us. That's it for today's Reset. For more conversations about Chicago politics, news, and entertainment, subscribe to this podcast. And please give us a rating. It helps other listeners find us. Thanks for listening, and you can catch us back here tomorrow. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.